This podcast is part of the Zeo to Hero Podcast Network. AvenuePodcast.net. Hello, all my beautiful people. It's time for another fun episode of If You Give a Data Podcast. And I just want to say thank you to all the people who are tuning in right now. Welcome to the show. Whether you be a longtime listener or if this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome and uh, thanks for being here. So this week I have with me Franco Varga. He is a wrestler who is based out of the Delaware area, but he wrestles all around the world from the UK to Australia to Brazil, China, Japan, Mexico, even Chile. He's been all over the place and he's got some new places that he's going to be going to soon. And we talk about that in this episode as well. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation that I had with him today. It was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see what he does next, and maybe to have him back on the show even. And for those of you who are here just to listen to the Franco Varga episode, welcome. I hope that you enjoy what you hear, and I hope that you stick around and listen to some of the other great episodes I have here as well. So, if you guys are as excited as I am, then let's get this show on the road. If you give a dad a podcast. You're bloody welcome. You know. <laughs> hey, Dad. If I get my hand stuck in a pickle jar, I'm straight up bowl in a china shop, just swinging around. Started writing songs when I was about 12 or so. Seriously? They're retrofitting me now. And I'm like, yes, finally. I also had the opportunity to go train with uh, Boyce Gracie and uh, Dan Sepp. Uh, wow. I like that. That's different. Stands out. That day I took my very first bump and it was fun. There's only one section to go to first. Yeah. Toys. Bro. I was like, no, man. Surely this guy's not booked out that long. <laughs> I haven't laughed that hard since I was a little girl. What? Man, this guy won't shut up. And just a reminder before we get started here, make sure that you like, share, and subscribe to iGadap wherever it is you're listening to. Hit that notification bell so you are notified when a new episode drops. Also, make sure that you go out there and rate and review this episode. Tell me what you think of it. And the more people that do that, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. Now, on to the show. All right, everybody. So this was one that I'm really stoked about doing. I've actually been talking to this guy since I think about june i think of last year about getting him on the show he's a very busy man he wrestles all <laughs> over the world actually and i'm talking about franco varga man how are you doing hey. today? what's going on man thanks for having me man yeah sorry i just been uh like you said i've been wrestling all over the world so yeah um but but we got it done we're here we are here yeah i think uh i was looking at your stuff and you've been to uk and australia and brazil and now recently china even how was that uh, yep Oh, man, China was awesome. It was surreal um, for them to just the way they accepted me into the culture. And it was a lot to learn culturally uh, in the week that I was there. But, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it was a hell of a match. Um, I mean, to main event, yeah. I know I made a little bit of history in that match. I know uh, from what I heard, the Chinese uh, newspapers and, and bloggers and stuff told me I was the first uh, Hispanic man to ever uh, not only wrestle, in uh in china but to main event in china so it's got to be the history. Honor, then uh just the way it was so surreal uh just you know they were 
downstairs by the uh, by the hotel room, and just the whole the whole time, the the fans are so welcoming and so uh, um, <laughs> they're in awe. I, I'm not a small man, so I get that, you know. Um, but they were very much in awe of the, the presence and all that. So I was very uh, I was very happy with the trip and and for them to reschedule my my return before I even left. You know, that's a, that's what we all want. So, yeah, yeah China was amazing. Well, I mean, uh, I think I saw something about didn't uh, Chris Jericho do some coverage on that as well? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he needs the shout out. But shout out. to Chris Jericho. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, he he's um, he's someone that I met in Las Vegas years and years ago. And um, Instagram. So such a weird place. I mean, yeah. you just forget who follows you and who follows what. Right. But um, he was very big on you know, the main event and pushing the main event and pushing Chinese wrestling. And then, um, he showed up on a show in Vietnam oh, and, wow. uh, and that's kind of, you know, what's next for me is, uh, I'm doing a lot more Asian countries this, this after the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've done Japan, I've done, uh, I've done China now, but I want to do Vietnam and Singapore. And those are all kind of being worked on as we speak. But for Chris, he was just like, it's a weekend off. He doesn't have Fozzie, doesn't have, uh, <laughs> um, didn't have AEW. And he was like, this Vietnam place is really intriguing. And everybody's really kind of looking at pro wrestling in, in Asia. Yeah. Uh, so he popped up on a, on a Vietnamese wrestling show and I blew them away. Wow. So That's funny. Um, <laughs> I, yeah. Like you said, I mean, it's not like he needs it, but I mean, when you have a love for something <laughs> like this, you know, right. it, it, just wherever you go, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, no, and to me, I mean, he's he's a huge inspiration for me. So, like, it was such an honor uh, to have him kind of shout me out and tag me and talk about me on the episode uh, that he that he kind of covered the Chinese wrestling. And and it was like um, kind of same thing. Like you said, you know, this guy's been all over and this is, uh, you know, one of the unsung heroes in wrestling, which I don't feel that way. But yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I think, you know, when people follow my story, they know that I was um, early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some, you know, entanglements with the WWE early on, but yeah, I decided it's not what I wanted for my life. And then I don't know if it's an ego thing or what, but I wanted to, uh, I wanted to be my own man. I wanted to do my own, but wanted to be my own brand. And I kind of wanted to give it a go. And I was hugely inspired by Cole Cabana and guys like that, yeah, that were around me at the time. So, uh, so yeah, I gave it a shot. I'm like, you know what? Let me, let me see what I can do without the, the big brands behind me and, uh, the big logos and, think i've done okay it it seems to yeah you seem to have done pretty good (laughs) i mean and i can totally respect that you know you wanted to be your own man and uh, you know not everybody um is willing to take that route it's not always the easier route that way but if you have what it takes then you know i mean you're going to do fine and it seems to be working great for you yeah you know and and um just for like my fans that have followed me like and like there's some a lot of unanswered like questions and like like I was at OVW and I've done a little bit with impact and stuff I was like why why didn't you stay there and go there and it's just like this wasn't for me you know I think I love American wrestling uh but like sometimes wrestling in America just wasn't for me I wanted to branch out I wanted to do other things I wanted to you know England became a second home for me and uh I was on TV in England so much that I was just like, well, I mean, maybe there's other TV outside of, you know, USA <laughs> Network. <laughs> yeah. So, Well, I mean, they started calling you the Queen's favorite wrestler over there. Didn't yeah. They? <laughs> yeah. That is. How did that, that come about, speak. actually? So uh, the first uh, Road to Glory, um, you know, I was 
I was a big favorite. I mean, this is this is a show that had uh, you know, gosh, there was a lot of lot of guys on that show. Jeff Cobb, MJF before he really, you know, like he was right on the cusp of like when AEW was brand new. Uh-huh. MJF, Sugar Dunkerton, uh myself, I mean uh Matt Riddle. I mean, there was a bunch of guys on that that road to glory that really helped me get to other, you know, other places. But um they put me in the quarterfinal and I just the fans took to me and I took to the fans because I loved I love uh wrestling in England. Yeah. And um they started calling me the Queen's favorite and then there was it really took off when um you know when COVID hit and all the borders were closed everywhere. Yeah. Um because uh because of COVID, you know. Right. And the the ninth anniversary show for Preston City Wrestling was a big show, sold out crowd. Um, they had uh, myself and Chris Masters uh, on the show. Chris couldn't make it. Um, he tried to, got stopped, couldn't make it. But I was let through. So of course the fans are like, he's the Queen's favorite wrestler. So immediately, you know, that's why <laughs> that's why they let him through. He's the Queen's favorite. And I had one of my favorite matches against a guy named Roy Johnson. Um, big wavy, uh, from, uh, he was in NXT UK and all that. Okay. Um, great guy, but yeah, it was a hell of a match. And I was just like, man, like I'm the only import since COVID. I was like, wow, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of history there too, you know? So yeah. I was like, wow. Like this is like surreal, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy how it all played out. Right. But yeah, I was the first import, uh, wrestler allowed into England, uh, since, since the borders closed for COVID. So wow. yeah, it was nuts. <laughs> it's got to be kind of uh, weird after having COVID happen, traveling to another country. I imagine that it's kind mm-hmm. of uh, nerve wracking at first. Um, It was, it was, but like, um, I mean, I had to do the responsible thing. And like with wrestling, it's always go, 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 go. It's, it's, right. it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yep. every weekend. Um, But because I was wrestling internationally with all, with all the COVID uh, there was a 14 day kind of period where you shouldn't do anything. Uh-huh. So it kind of was a little slow for me because I would take the 14 days off right. leading up to the international weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, even though I was I was wrestling, it seemed like all through COVID, which was like I was I was doing uh, I was a heavyweight champion at school at Morton. Mm-hmm. I was uh, down in North Carolina doing the American Lucha Wrestling stuff I uh, where I was a champion there. And then I was uh, starting my own product, the first time ever product with all the, the boys at uh, Global Fight Pass. And I was doing a lot. But when it came down to going to Japan or going back to England, I was like, hey, I can't do nothing for two weeks. And it would kind of throw off the whole schedule. But I was like, you know what? Respect to them. I yeah. have to do it out of respect to them. It's not a cheap flight. It's not cheap to bring me over. It's not no. cheap to have me there. So out of respect to them, I just would sit home and. Um, I got to, you know, I got to do things that I, uh, I normally didn't get to do. I got to finally beat the fallout games and I got, <laughs> I got to do a lot of working out. Uh, my, you know, my, my family at home were just like, it's a little weird. What are you, why are you home? Like, are you injured or you're just yeah, home? Yeah. Like it was just weird to have me home. So, so yeah, it was, it was a good and a bad feeling at the same time. Right. Aren't you supposed to be somewhere? So, yeah. So. <laughs> But yeah, I still haven't beat the Fallout games, by the way. Uh, my favorite oh, one man. is uh, New Vegas. Love that. New one. Vegas is awesome. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Seventy six was kind of a letdown. You know, it, it is what it is. They tried something new and it, it yeah. didn't work. But I've heard it's New Vegas better, is. Uh, 
it has. I, I I haven't played it since I beat it. But uh, oh, okay, <laughs> I'm a I'm um I'm I don't know about everybody else out there, but I'm a big um I play it, I beat it, and then I don't touch it again. I gotcha. I don't really uh what do they call that prestige? You know, yeah. I don't I don't prestige a bunch and all that. <laughs> I uh same thing with Call of Duty. I'll play it. Yeah. You know, I'll get killed a bunch, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'll rank out. I'll rank up all the way through it, and then it's just like, hey, prestige, just start over. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. And I just put it down. <laughs> never played again <laughs> uh, that's great <laughs> i see yeah, I and know. i'm the exact opposite um uh, i have right. i even like go as far as me and my son collect like old game consoles and stuff oh, nice. so like nice. i have a ps2 a ps3 a gamecube and a xbox 360 out here in the garage where i'm at recording i've got like a little nice. setup out here and then my son has nice. the 64 and the wii u in his room you know, and so and then my daughter, she wanted the newer console, so she has like an Xbox Series S, you know, but nice. we're still trying to get some of the older consoles and stuff, too, because I, I'm big into the uh, nostalgia when it comes to like the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube and stuff. Oh, man, you're going to hate me. I, uh, I, I have one of each. Yeah, and it's just because I never got rid of them. <laughs> I wasn't even trying to collect them. I just oh. have them. I just wasn't. I just I don't know. I've always kept them around and. Even when my wife, when she was my girlfriend, she was just like, why do you have all these old Nintendos and stuff? Because they're all <laughs> Nintendos, you know, the yeah. girls. Uh, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, why do you have all these Nintendos around? And I'm just like, I don't know, because I they used to work and I used to I have games for them. And I don't know. So I have a, a original Nintendo, a Super Nintendo and uh, the, the N64. Uh-huh. I have a Dreamcast that still works. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> my, uh, yeah, I have a Dreamcast that still works. I have a I have the the Nintendo Cube. Yeah. Uh, what was that called? The Cube, the Purple Cube one. I forget what the it was Game called. Cube? GameCube. Yeah, yeah. I have one of those. I have the original Xbox, which was day one. Yeah. Uh, funny story about that. My I remember going to, to Toys R Us. Remember Toys R Us? I sure do. Um, I, God, I'm like dating myself. <laughs> but <laughs> I went with my dad to Toys R Us, and we stood in line in New York City and got uh, day one Xbox. Um. And it still works with a huge controller and all that. I I don't have my original 360 because I, I got the Red Ring of Death more than a few times. Oh no! But I do have one of those. Um, but this it's not the original. Yeah, yeah. M- mine was actually free. I went to a local. No game sh- Yeah, I went to a local nice. game shop, and they were about to throw it away. They was like, "You can have it if you think you can fix it." I was like, "Okay." Oh wow! I got it home, and the only thing that was wrong with it was the lights that go around the power button that tells you what controllers are connected. It didn't light no up way. that. Everything else is fine. No way. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Better. Yeah. I mean, especially because probably worth a couple hundred bucks back then. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Definitely. That's awesome. Um, hold on to your GameCube because right now that's the thing in high demand, actually. Really? Um, yeah. Oh, I, I remember when there were a ton of them. Oh, People were I, like building them like building things with GameCubes. There were so many of them. Yeah. Um, wow. And especially like the games and stuff. Like Paper Mario, I think is like one hundred and twenty-five dollars now. Wow, dang! Yeah, so. I don't know what games I have for it yet. I know, I know, I got a Wii U when my uh-huh. kid was like super little. I never really, I, I think I played bowling once and got frustrated with it. I never played it, <laughs> <laughs> and I think tennis maybe that was it. Yeah, um, but Throw your yeah, arm I never out really. That stuff. Well, I saw all the videos of people breaking their TVs with it, oh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I better, I better stop, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> So yeah, I never really gave it a chance, but I do have one of those. This is such a weird console. Oh, I know. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I actually did throw out my arm playing baseball on there. 
Oh my god! Yeah. So. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes. But, you you wouldn't think you wouldn't think. Uh, I mean, now I can't say that. I was gonna say you wouldn't think video games would be so dangerous, but now with all the VR stuff, I don't know if you've yeah. seen all the people running into walls and and all that with the with all the VR stuff. So it's only gonna get worse. Chasing somebody around the house, you know, about to hit them and stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've seen you know, it. Uh, when I was in China, I actually just watched. There's a company um, that's developing uh, VR wrestling. And I and I oh. not a video game, but just like a VR wrestling experience where you uh, you can purchase like a front row seat or you can you know purchase a, a ticket like way in the back or whatever. But it's all mm-hmm. um, it's all on a VR headset. And it's like they're going to change the game when they figure that out and put it to market. It's really going to change how you watch uh, pay-per-views or or what do they call them now? PLEs now. Yeah. Uh, premium live events now. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's really going to change streaming uh, with, with, with pro wrestling. It's, it's, it's actually pretty cool to see. Yeah. Um, so it'd be like actual live events that you'd be watching on there? Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. what they're working on. Yeah, it's almost, uh, you know, they got it pretty much down. Um, they have a few MMA companies. And, of course, the big, uh, I was over there for Middle Kingdom Wrestling, the big the big company in mm-hmm. um in china they got like i think it was like forty thousand. man they had to turn people away it was nuts wow (laughs) it was an awesome experience for me to to see that like pro wrestling still alive you know yeah um but um but yeah i mean it's a big big company in china in mainland china and then you have um uh hong kong pro wrestling which uh, another big thing about china that they don't really teach us here is uh Hong Kong and China are kind of like two different countries in a way. So you kind of, yeah, you, so you, you come in, you do the customs and border patrol in Hong Kong. And, um, this was my experience. You come in and do the border customs and border patrol in Hong Kong. And, um, and then you have to get on a bullet train to mainland China, which, uh, the big show for me was in Shenzhen. And, um, and then you have to go through customs and border patrol again. And I was just like, this is a little weird, you know? So I asked my translator and I was like, Hey, what's going on? And they were like, Oh, you have to redo. And he like, I was like, this wasn't in the notes, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for the booking. I was like, this wasn't in the notes, but, but then like, no, no, this is how it works. And they explained it to me. And I was like, Oh, okay. So it's just kind of like crossing into another country, even though it's still China. So it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was awesome though. It was, it was, uh, very different. For sure. That is a, I, I'm very surprised to hear that at everything. Just, you know, just like you said, you would think it's the same country. And so yeah, you wouldn't have to do that. But, you know, and the thing about uh, like growing up American that, that I saw like going to China, especially for like for wrestling, because I had a work visa and all that. So like they, uh-huh. they took care of all that for me. But um, you really don't learn the things we were taught here about China. You really don't really like, when you get there you're like wait a minute this is all wrong like i don't know if that's on purpose or what (laughs) you know but but i was like this is all wrong they they speak very good english they yeah uh they they even had some american outlets in hong kong not in mainland china but in hong kong they had um you could plug your american outlet stuff right into the wall so oh oh yeah i was just like well and even even the uk stuff they had a lot of uk outlets there too so like the hotel i was in was uh it had uh, it didn't even have the Chinese socket. It had the UK socket and it had the American socket right above it. And I was like, wow, this is so strange, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, English was awesome in Hong Kong. And then when you cross in, yeah, English is not so good, but, um, but I had an awesome, awesome uh, translator. He was, he was the man. He was great. That's took cool. care of me for sure. Well, one thing that, uh, as you were doing this trip and everything that I got to see that I found uh, pretty funny was the videos yeah. that you and uh, Ryan were doing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah 
<laughs> where he's putting yeah. the, the money down the front of uh, your singlet and everything and yeah. you know you guys on the plane and all that yep so so ryan manages all the stuff i do so like ryan's like you know um why i'm able to do a lot it seems like i'm doing so much but franco vargas is not one guy there's there's ryan there's shane there's i mean there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people that help me yeah um you know, and um, and I've always said, you know, you can be by yourself and make 100 percent of, of, of nothing or have a team and make a percentage of something, you know. Right. Yeah. So I love my team. Those guys are phenomenal. But we we uh, Ryan's big on content is king. That's his thing. Content, yeah. content, content. So he's always got me doing all these um, these Hey Franco videos that are always catching on with a ton <laughs> of comments. And it, it's crazy the things that people ask in the comments. I'm like, wow, like. <laughs> I, would, I would never ask somebody that, but but that's what he does. He encourages them to ask, and then we try to do a little comedic things with with wrestling, like you saw with the with the singlet uh, stuffing the money in the singlet and all yeah. that. So, and then uh, and then we try to do you know some controversial things like like whose whose uh, armrest is it? I yeah. I've always said the driver gets the armrest, but people I guess people are split on that. So, but, I agree uh, but yeah, we try to. Yeah, I think so too, right? You yeah. know, but it depends on who you ask, you know. I guess. Um, I guess you know. I guess my wife takes up the armrest and all the cup holders, so I just kind of sit there <laughs> and drive. <laughs> Mine but, is uh, kind of the passenger princess in our car. Passenger so. princess, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so again, depends on who you ask, you know. I mean, I I think the driver should get the front uh, um, cup holder and the, yeah. and the armrest, but exactly. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Not us, apparently. <laughs> no, not us. <laughs> so I do kind of want to take it back a little bit here and uh, ask yeah. you, what actually got you into wrestling? Yeah, so, you know, it's crazy, crazy story. But, like, um, I was invited by a friend mm-hmm. um, who who had an invite. He sent my picture, um, and... Uh, I didn't know at the time, I, you know, like a lot of people, I stopped watching in the, after the Attitude Era, Attitude Era was over. So, like, Stone Cold left, Rock yeah. left, Jericho left, all those guys left. So, I was kind of like, ah, all right, that was cool. Wrestling happened, and it kind of moved on with my life. And so, he's just like, yeah, man, it's this thing. It's it's wrestling. And I'm like, oh, wow, you're trying out for the WWE. And he's like, no, no, it's it's independent wrestling. And I'm like, the hell is that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so, he's like, just come with me. I'll send you a picture. Cool. We went. Um, and I, I didn't know at the time it was Gerald Briscoe's. So he was holding a, like a camp, like a oh. tryout kind of thing. Okay. And, uh, lo and behold, my friend didn't get picked, but I did. So it was a super awkward drive back home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like two and a half hours back. And it's I was quiet. like, oh, yeah. And he was just like, are you going to go? And I was like, I think I am. And, um, and then, you know, for, for two months, this was in, in when I was, uh, still at Wyoming and, um, he sent me to Colorado to get trained. And then after that, um, there was some stuff for like Puerto Rico and all that. So there's a lot like Gerald definitely opened so many doors for me. But when it came time, he's just like, it, he's just like, Hey, so do you want to, do you want to do the WWE thing? I mean, we can kind of start working that way. And I was just like, no. And like, I know I kind of, you know, you, yeah. you kind of let somebody down a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> At the time I was like, no. And he was just like, Oh, <laughs> but we stayed in touch and we still to this day we stay in touch and then um, yeah. i still you know when i get to see him it's it's awesome but yeah but um i think it's worked out for me and every time i have something like um 
there's only there's only two people that I text when I when I do something big, and that's him and Ron Simmons. And oh, um, cool. like when I when I did the main event in China and all, and all that, and and the picture that's out that that's now my profile picture, I texted to both of them and said, "Look, guys, thank you so much for everything. Look what I just accomplished." And and they remind me that I, you know. I've done nothing compared to them, but they're proud. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's just you know, guys giving each other a hard time, but that's good. But um, but yeah, man, it's those two guys have have taught me so much, and and they didn't have to do any of that, and they, you know, I'm able to like text them and call whenever I have a question. Yeah. And um, and even when I get like frustrated about the business, like there's a lot of about the business that could frustrate you if you care too much. And I've, yes. and I've, you know, it took me a couple of years to kind of like, okay, I need to stop caring about those things and kind of just focus <laughs> you know, on myself and focus on, on what I can control, you know? Right. But like when you, when you don't, you know, when you just want to help everybody, it kind of just blows up in your face. So it does. So they've, they've taught me like, you know, you got to focus and, and uh, it's a tough world, tough skin, you know? Yeah, definitely. So, you brought up a name there and I wanted you to kind of tell the story on how did you actually get to know Ron Simmons? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the, the story it's I, people always say we met on the, the 30 day tour in Canada that he yeah. was headlining. And, yeah. and, um, actually two weeks before that we met, um, on us in a small show in, in Delaware and, um, of all places, you know, and, um, we did the thing where you know his thing is damn he says the thing damn right yeah, yeah. Well, i was i was i was a bad guy and we did the whole thing where like i should be telling him not to say it and really rallying up the crowd so this video there's an old video out there of me just being like don't say it don't you say it don't say it don't you say it. and i swing a chair at him a chair bounces off the rope hits me in the head and then he goes damn and it was like <laughs> And it's one of those things that you want to save for TV because it's so good. But we just did it in a you know small town, a couple hundred people. Yeah. And um and you know I we didn't really speak after that. And then um and then like two weeks later we were on the tour, and uh yeah he, he we were in the same car for thirty days and we just grew on each other and there was so many you know hard conversations and and but also really positive conversations and he watched every one of my matches i you know he just every night he was on it and because i was the featured star you know of the tour that the for on the rec on the wrestling side so i was like oh boy like can't have a night off so every night and i and i took a night off and he reamed me like i've never oh. been yelled at before and i needed that you know what yeah. i mean yeah um so i was like okay i need to and it's true those people paid to see it doesn't matter how you feel if you beat up or sore tired you signed up for this those people paid to see you right, right show up yep and that was like a hard lesson for me and i was like you know what i need to do that so and i and i treat it like i do you know every day and that's something i i also learned from from ron that i tell myself every time before i go out the current get over all over again it doesn't matter if they already know you treat yeah. it like it's your first night i like that and that, and that's that's taught me to kind of just just go at it 100 percent all the time. Even even when people are just like, "Oh man, it's, you're you're so smooth in there," and it just looks like you're just going through the motions. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> My whole thing is to look cool, but it it, it it's a lot of work <laughs> just trying to look cool when you're not actually cool all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, ask my kid; he doesn't think I'm cool ever. So. Yeah, believe me, um, I get that. I've got two teenagers, yeah. so. <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah, man. So yeah, it's it's tough, you know, trying to look cool and 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 wrestle cool when yeah. you're not always cool. So yeah, definitely <laughs> it takes a lot of effort. 
So do you have a favorite opponent? Oh boy. I mean, there's a, there's a lot, but I mean, oof, if I had to pick one, um, jeez. Hmm. I mean, it's a hard one. I know. I've, I think I've, <laughs> I think I've, I know. I think I've wrestled Simon Gosh like 10 times oh, to the okay. point where it's just like, I see him and I'm like, ah, I'll see you at the end of the night. We'll just kind of, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, it's one of those. I mean, um, I, uh, same same way with Carlito. I think we've wrestled each other, good Lord, at least at least at least double digits. Um, wow. Yes, I mean, you know those kinds of matches. I, I love I love wrestling those kinds of guys. But my favorite, I'd say, favorite match that I'm super like happy about how the turnout and the actual you know the doors that it opened and this the the match itself. Uh, it was with Brian Cage for the X Division title. It was one of those that. You kind of, you know, you know yeah. that match. You kind of get with your grandkids and go, "Yeah, watch yep. this. I used to be something." You know, <laughs> <laughs> that'll be the match. <laughs> That's a good one to hang your hat on. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the match for me versus Brian for the X Division title. Hell of a guy, hell of a worker, man, hell of a wrestler. Yeah, he is. Uh, I I actually uh, I, I have a uh, a friend here who kind of knows him and who's had him on his podcast and stuff, and was able to get him on. Right before he uh, debuted on AEW, and he was like, oh, nice. "Yeah, he told me, he tells the story all the time to me about it." And he's like, "Yeah, he was like, oh, hold on just a minute, uh, I can't be on your podcast yet, but I promise I'll I'll explain here in a minute." Well, then he showed up on <laughs> AEW, and afterwards he texted him and was like, "That's why now I can be on your podcast." So, <laughs> but he <laughs> he awesome. seems like a really cool guy, you know. That's somebody I I would like to meet. Oh, phenomenal, phenomenal one of the realest guys and he is so busy so yeah i i respect his hustle too and you know so he's uh not only with just wrestling but he's bodybuilding and right it's a lot it's a lot you know so yeah yeah man he's 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 top guy for sure yeah so i know you're about to uh go somewhere new uh when it comes to wrestling i think i saw you're gonna be going to spain is it in march yeah yep in march uh debut in spain um Apparently, I just found out the seminars sold out. So, oh wow! Uh, and that, that's a that's a that's a misconception that's, that's about me. Like, I don't like to do seminars, and all. I just don't. I don't like to do so many of them. Yeah. Like I'll do I'll do one when it's my first time somewhere in a country or whatever, and then right. you won't see me do one for years. Like I won't. I don't. Not that I don't want to be exclusive or like not teach or anything like that. Um, and I, I, that's something about me. I'll never open a wrestling school. And I know that, that probably breaks a lot of hearts out there, but <laughs> I don't have the patience for it. I, so it. I like to deal with, with um, already trained wrestlers. And my seminar is different. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to teach you how to wrestle. I'm going to teach you how to make money doing this yeah. on the ways, the tips and the tricks. And then the stuff that I feel is important when you, when you want to start making money doing it, that's my seminar. So okay. I always ask like, at least they've, at least three years wrestling, you know? Yeah. Cause that's when I, I didn't make any money for three years. <laughs> so I figured, you know, okay, three years, most guys would be at the point where, okay, maybe we start turning a profit. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I talked to a lot of the independent wrestlers and stuff around here. I'm in the Northwest Arkansas area. So, you know, nice. I've got uh, the guys in Oklahoma and Missouri and Arkansas and Texas is mostly who, I uh, talk with and you know it's it's nice to see you know when they first start out and then them kind of uh, building over time and you know um, right 
uh, I because I remember uh, there's one guy. Uh, his name is uh, Logan Knight, and he I know. Was actually, yep, I know Logan. Yeah, he was one of my one of my first episodes. I think he was he was at least in my first twenty episodes. And nice. uh, he hadn't been wrestling for very long, I don't believe, at that time. And then this past year, um, I think on the Oklahoma fans, he was uh, number one in the top 50 uh, Oklahoma wrestlers, you know. So he's one who's moved up a lot, you know. He's uh, developed so much over time, and it's really cool to see that happen with these nice. uh, newer wrestlers. Yeah, I don't I don't buy into the, the list things too much. Not even right, – uh, yeah. <laughs> Not even the PWI one, just because, yeah. and I've always said, like, unless unless Bret Hart and The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels are making a list, yeah, you know, then I'll care. But, I go. mean, it's, uh, you know, um, I, and, I, and I think it hurts. I, it hurts a lot of guys, these list things, and there's always, there's all sorts of different lists or whatever, and, yeah. and they just read too much into it, and it's just like, my list, here's my list. The guys that can do this full time and make make a living just wrestling. Where's yeah. that list? Right. That's the list I want to see. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, the rest of it, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, and I, I encourage every wrestler out there to just, you know, take it how you want it, but just, um, just kind of tip your hat and keep, keep pressing on. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I mean, uh, over time, you will, you know, gain more and more exposure. And uh, even with like what I'm doing here, when I first started doing this, I got maybe 10 listens, you know, to an episode mm-hmm. and, you know, now I get, you know, somewhere around 3000 a month, you know, and so it's, nice. you know, uh, grown a lot and it's because of the amount of exposure and time that I put into this. And it's that way with, with anything, you know, if you put the time and effort into it, you know, you, you're going to see some uh, true results. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I didn't even, I, I couldn't even understand Instagram when it first, like I first started using it and <laughs> yeah. like now it's all I pretty much all I use. And I'm at, I'm at like six, five, 600 likes for anything I post. So, Oh, that's cool. So yeah. It's uh, it's a, like you said, it's a grind. You got to build stuff. Yep. Yep. So do you prefer to be a heel or a face? Uh, you know, in, in America, I'm a heel. Okay. Uh, most of the time I'm a heel outside of America. I'm a face. Um, yep. And in China, you know, uh, the word wrestler doesn't really translate, so they so they may be kind of like a, a a tweener, like in between. Okay. Um, but the the fans kind of, you know, they made me a face, so it was it was easy for me there. Um, yeah. But uh, actually, funny enough, my because uh, you know I'm, I'm the moniker now is Big Bad Franco Varga. I know. Yeah. Uh, I did biggest wrestler ever for years and years, but. Um, but when you translate that into to, to Chinese, it's uh, on the on TV. It was uh, big evil. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, OK, big evil. That's that's pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, I kind of ran with it. And uh, and, you know, there was some. Oh, man, I think we kind of they told me we almost broke the Billy Billy, which is their their version of like Twitter. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because I did the World's Strongest Slam on two guys at once. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so it's not something you see every day over there and, and they were just like like tons of uh i guess i'm gonna call it retweets i don't i can't pronounce what they would call <laughs> yeah. it but so i'm just gonna call it retweets but but yeah there was a ton bunch of retweets and stuff That's and they were like oh crap you better open an account <laughs> now so they opened an account for me so it was awesome <laughs> that's cool well it was funny yeah. you could hear the crowd react uh to when 
you just go, you hadn't even picked them up yet, but they knew exactly what was coming. And as yeah, soon as you yeah, got they, them up, they were like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, a, it's storytelling. It's pro it's pro wrestling is what I love. It's, 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 yeah. um, when it's done right. And you know, funny part about that is, um, every, you know, everybody wants to wrestle internationally, but, but, um, careful what you wish for, because one of the guys in that match spoke zero English. Oh, zero English, zero anything else. You know, I've looked out and I've wrestled je- some Japanese guys that spoke Spanish because I speak Spanish. So I've looked uh-huh. out a lot of the Japanese guys go to Mexico to, to do their excursions and stuff. Right. So that's how they learn Spanish. But um, the slam, he was he's the first Chinese wrestler. And um, he spoke zero English, zero anything else, only Chinese. Oh. So I had to communicate in a way that, you know, like wrestling, you know, kind of lets you. But yeah, but it was it was still super smooth. I'm super proud of that match. I think uh, it's on Premier Streaming Network by now. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Super proud of that match. And it was just like it was just like uh, like he spoke English. It was just, it was just like the surreal thing, you know? Yeah. So. Yes, yeah, so, but but yeah, that's you run into those kinds of things, you know. Yeah, you know, you don't think about that right right away, but you know, you're you are going to their country, and so you know, yeah. uh, not all the time right. are they going to speak, you know, a, a language that maybe that you speak. So yeah, nope. I, I never, I didn't, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, you know, be, being just the big dumb American, I'm like, why don't you guys speak Chinese or English? What's going on? Right. What the heck? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, okay. but I was just like, oh, this is going to be a little bit of a challenge, and and it, it actually was, and it was it was very pleasant. Um, they were they were awesome, very receptive though, and and they were, um, they were big on the size difference too. They were just like, we got to play up to the size difference. And, right. and um, so they were, you know, I was, I was glad they were, they were very open to it. Cause it's a, it's a dangerous move. I mean, it's not, it's not a, it's not an easy move to pull off, but this is why we work out and, you know, never skip leg day. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the one that it looked like it was the worst on was the one, the guy in the middle. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. That was the guy. That's the slam. The guy. Oh, okay. Was, yeah. <laughs> so, so he was. Uh, he was unfortunately the 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 Oreo. You know, he was the he was the, the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. So not a good spot. <laughs> so, do you have a favorite fan interaction since you've been traveling everywhere? Oh my goodness. Um, ah, man, I'm going to be biased and say England again. You know, I think, um, so this, this past year's road to glory, um, I made it all the way to the semifinal. Uh And, uh, if you look at, it's on YouTube. Um, if you look at the video, uh, I'm trying to give a post-match kind of speech, tell them I love them and how much I just love England and love the fan base. And, uh, they would not stop chanting and, singing along the name and uh, it's uh it was surreal like i had goosebumps even talking about it just yeah it was just nuts and i'm like well you guys shut up so i can do this thing so I can leave. <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm all sweaty and tired and my day's over i'm, I'm just wanna you know but i'm like man like this is awesome like these guys are they're just into me as much as i'm into them man and it was it was just surreal and i just kind of i i got through the, the post-match uh uh promo there and i was just like man, I got to go around. And, and, um, and I did, I went around and, and kind of hugged everybody. And there's, you know, all the fans there, they just, they're, they're, there's some hardcore fans. 
Yeah. And then there's English fans and they're just, I mean, I've never been like offered so many beers and so many, this, this, take this, take this, <laughs> take this, take this. You're awesome. Yeah. Um, then all the times I wrestled in England. So that's cool. Yeah. I think my exit from Roll to glory is one of those that again, like you, you sit your grandkids down and go, watch this. I used to, you know, I used to be the man. <laughs> that's yeah. one of the clips for sure. <laughs> So I guess it's easy to say that that's probably one of your favorite places to wrestle. It's easily second home to me. Second and home, um, yeah. I mean, I've even, <laughs> I've been shot down a few times, but I've even brought up, maybe we should move to England. A <laughs> <times>. <laughs> just because I love it over there so much. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, just, it's the, it's the, it's a killer fan base. I wish everybody could experience that. Yeah. Well, I know there's another place that you've been quite a few times. Uh, I think uh, whenever I talked to you in July, you said that this was going to be your fifth time going to Japan. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, I it's another place that, every, you know, I know everybody wants to go. And it's um, it's it's been an experience, you know, for sure. And I know, you know, um, again, another funny story about Japan the first time. Um, everything's smaller. Shower yes. smaller. <laughs> Yeah. So I go downstairs. I'm like, hey, is there a way I can get shower head that's uh, a little higher or something? Maybe switch me rooms. And I get handed a, uh, a green hose. And they're like, sorry, this is what you get. Just connect <laughs> this to the shower. So oh, I'm sitting wow. there showering like an elephant in my little hotel room, wow. uh, which is a nice hotel room. But I'm just like, wow. And then you go outside and and they, they just gawk at you. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's not nice. That's, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't under, I've learned a little bit of the language now, but like I was at the time, I was like, what do they say? Is right. this, is this, are these good things or <laughs> <laughs> no? <laughs> so no yeah, idea. I mean, it's, um, it's an experience for sure. And it's some of the best, like, uh, some of the best wrestling yes. there is too, because again, it's, it's a different fan base right? and you can try different things. And, um, and it's not super experimental, but within, within like, within the rules of wrestling, you can try a lot. And yeah, I mean, we've, we've seen a lot of weird stuff come from China. That's weird to us, you know, like mm-hmm. people getting flipped by their crotch and people wrestling um, <laughs> dolls and, you know, yeah. there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff. So, um, so yeah, man, I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of discussion this year about maybe next year being an extended stay in Japan for me. So I can actually go back between China, Japan and, and uh, hopefully Singapore and kind of do the, those loops. Um, oh, wow. We'll see. We'll see though. It's going to be weird being based out of a different country for once. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I, it's just crazy hearing all of this, but there was one thing that you said that I wanted to bring up. Um, yeah. Talking about things that are smaller. I actually saw a video mm-hmm. recently and this was just, this was an apartment and it was just an eight by eight room. And that was it. Oh to the apartment like you could have a little mat <laughs> on the floor and like they had a community bathroom yep. and all that and i you don't really understand being in the united states you don't understand how small things are whenever you go to some place like japan mm-hmm. so so everybody out there listening imagine uh six foot tall 275 pound franco varga in a hotel room that's 80 square feet Oh wow. That was my first really <laughs> experience there. And I was like, oh this is tiny. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, man, 80 square feet. That's that was uh that was my hotel room. I, so I was, might I might get claustrophobic. 
let's just say I went out a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's a it's a different life. It's a different life, different culture though. So like you can't really knock it because it's not how we grew up, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, where to us a two bedroom house small. Right. Uh, but you know, there, um, this is the two bedroom house mansion, you know, so it's yep. too much. So they, they, uh, they don't live in excess and that's yep. their big thing is they don't, they don't like to live in excess and they don't really grow up that way. So it's not really different to them. Right. Yeah. Um, every country is different, you know, and I, I do like that, that they, you know, they're almost minimalist, I guess, especially when it comes to like, they know yeah, how yeah. to use space way yep. better than any of us ever would. Um, yep. So, you know, a lot of things get folded up into the walls and like, it's just crazy how they utilize the space. I I would have never, you know, a big thing though, that they will always have on us. I think technology, technology is not, you know, I saw the new, uh, uh, it's like a flip phone. It's a flip phone. That's also a a smartphone. I think it just came out like last year. Right. Okay. Um, Like the Z flip. I saw that or something. Or not Samsung because that, yeah, that's like Korean. Yeah, Samsung Flip, whatever. Yeah. Um, all that in 2015 when I was there my first time. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, how is this possible? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that in 2015. And I just saw them come out last year. And everyone's like getting them and all that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> this is old. This is new. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I forgot. You know? So, so yeah, I saw that back then. So, yeah. Are you an anime guy at all? Little, they taught me about like Gundam and like I I always watch like I drop you know typical you know Dragon Ball Z stuff like that Pokemon I was into the the big mainstream stuff but then right. um I got into like a little bit of the Gundam series and stuff like that okay. um I I started and finally finished Sailor Moon um when I was over there I got you know kind of taught. But you know, in what order to watch it? So, right. so I did. But yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Okay, yeah, I've, I've had. I just asked because I have a lot of uh, anime listeners on the show and stuff. And nice. as you go into Japan and all that, I I knew that they would enjoy that. Um, I've had some voice actors and stuff in the anime world on the show. So, nice. Yeah. Well, if you uh, notice, since going to Japan, my t-shirt style has really changed, uh, <laughs> and, it's, and it's a lot of that. Um, a lot of that culture influenced. So right. like I've had um, anime style yeah. t-shirts and stuff come out and, and all that. So oh, it's, yeah. it's a huge influence. Definitely. So do you have any hobbies? When I have a little bit of time lately, uh, it's been over- overwatch too. That's like okay. what I'm really big on right now. Okay. Um, And uh, yeah, I don't really, you know, I got a one year old and give me business. He's in traveling basketball now. Like he's he's, uh, he's he's his own man now. But when I get a little bit of time in between the gym and and all the hustle and bustle from the weekend wrestling, yeah. I turn on Overwatch too, and I you know play a little bit of that oh. or a lot of bit of that <laughs> <laughs> when I can when I can. Yeah. <laughs> so do you have any goals set for this uh, this next year? Um. Yeah. You know. I think um. There's a there's a short film that I I'm hoping um makes it through the budgeting so i hope that you know we can knock that out and um and uh you know there's a lot of that i'm not in control there uh-huh. um but i hope i hope that uh that's one of my goals you know knock that out of the park yeah uh with that 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 role and then uh as far as wrestling i mean um i really really want to uh you know we have the first first time ever um 
out in, in, in now I can't say the first international first time ever because we did first time ever UK mm-hmm. one and two. Um, but it's the first one in Canada and I'm, I'm hoping my team knocks that out of the park. Okay. First time ever Canada, uh, May 17th. Um, it's a lot of pressure, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then, um, I, uh, I really hope I get to stay healthy and, um, and kind of do this, finish the loop, finish the loop, you know, yeah. um, do Singapore and do Vietnam and, and, um, and, uh, and China again after the summer, awesome. uh, that's, you know, kind of what slotted for me it was being scheduled. So, but yeah, that's, that's the goal right now. And of course, uh, um, the show in Madrid in, in, in Spain, I want to knock that out of the park and, and do another killer seminar there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just want to be healthy and, and kind of do. All right, man. Well, I mean, I've just got a few more questions for you before I get you off sure, of here course. and everything. Um, so do you have a favorite match? Um, yeah, I mean, a favorite match for me? Or y- yes, a favorite, match, a favorite match that you've had. Oh, I think, I mean, like I say... I think my my favorite match is something that I'm gonna you know maybe sit like like you know like I've said sit down my with my grandkids and be like yeah you know grandpa used to be somebody um, <laughs> 20, 30 years from now uh, yeah. it'll probably be versus Brian Cage for the exhibition title yeah that, okay. that's definitely uh, you know one of my favorites um, uh, there's some really good ones coming up um, that I don't think I can talk about yet um, but uh there's the eric redbeard matches and i think that's so that show's gonna sell out um yeah I think they're pretty close to selling out yeah um but that's another match that everyone's uh anticipating it's gonna be good yeah so i hope that one's good but um but for me uh yeah i mean personally i've had the most fun in 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 any time i wrestled carlito of course that's <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh but i think for me uh accomplishment wise that's my favorite match is okay. uh i've won i've won tournaments i won i i won the uh the bolton town cup in england was a big one that's a big yeah. one for for english wrestling um but for me personally if i had to boil it down to one match i think going toe to toe and damn near move for move with uh with brian cage who right. I think is just top top tier wrestler. <laughs> I mean, the guy's huge and he can move like he's a hundred pounds, you know. Definitely. So yeah. And for it to be for the exhibition title, it was a hell of an honor. So yeah, yeah. So dream match, whether it be somebody who's alive, dead, retired, anything. Do you have a dream match? Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. All right. Um <laughs> I think okay, so I'm gonna break this down in three ways. Okay. Okay. For for me, for the fans. And someone who's no longer with us. Okay. Okay. Uh, so for me, uh, a dream match for me, I would say if you could still do it and it would still be good, Brett the Hitman Heart. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's a match that I would want for me. Um, if I had to be selfish, for once, <laughs> I would say for me, you know, uh, if Brett could do it and it would be good and, and it would be good for him, then I'd love to do that match. Yeah. Um, and then um, for the fans, of course, uh, you know, I, I see these, these, the, we're always tagged together and things. Um, Will Ospreay. That's, oh. that's the match. I know that that's the one they want. It, yeah. You know, we'll, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to get it done. We'll see. Um, and, uh, and then someone who's no longer with us, of course, uh, again, this was kind of for me a little bit too, but <laughs> uh, big Van Vader versus Franco Varga, I think would be a hell of a match. Yeah. That would be cool to see. The stop beating two guys beating the hell out of each other. So 
Yeah, he was definitely a huge influence for me. I mean, if even if you hear my my entrance music, I mean, it's this, it's Vader time, Vader. You know, like it's yeah. the beginning. Of, I yeah. pretty much took a, a big chunk of his stuff, and um, as far as his entrance was phenomenal to me, I think one of the best entrances of all time. Oh yeah, I love that big uh, mask, the big helmet piece that he wore. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, people always give that they, they tell like like Legion of Doom and all these other. Vader did it first. Yeah, Vader did it first. Everyone stole from Vader. It was cool too. I it was super cool. It, okay, so I always as a kid thought it was an elephant because nah, it's a mastodon. How, it, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I always saw that and it looked like the trunk down the front, and somebody tried right. to tell me that it was like no, it's like a gas mask or something. I was like, okay, no, but, it's the yeah. mastodon. He's the like mastodon. A, you know the he's a big big man, just like the mastodon was the biggest yep. thing on earth. Yeah. At the time. You know? Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I I was always a Van Vader fan from a kid. Huge. I would do the you, you know where he would uh, do the thing with his hands and everything too. So yeah. I'd, I, I just I loved I was a big fan of old WCW. You know, I'm I'm 35, you know, so I mm-hmm. remember WCW before it became Monday Nitro and stuff. And you know, nice. that's when I first started watching it was with my uncle. So I, I remember seeing all that stuff back in the day. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm an 88 kid too. So okay. Uh, uh huge. I mean, he was the only guy that for a long time made me fear anything pro yeah. wrestling. Yeah. You know. So I was like, oh, yeah. wow, who's that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then, you know, I'd say a close close second would be Razor Ramon. I think me versus Razor Ramon would be another dream match for for me. But uh, he did break my heart a little bit when I was like, what do you mean he's not a Spanish dude? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a little kid. And I'm like, who's Scott Hall? That's Razor Ramon. <laughs> like, no, he's just playing a, a character. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very upset. <laughs> That's kind of like with me. I I was very upset because you know we were kids then when Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan made the jump to uh, uh, be the third guy uh, yeah. in the Outsiders. You know, I was so upset because I was such a big Hulk Hogan fan when I was a little. Oh kid. yeah, you know, I had yeah. the hat and everything, and I was wearing the hat whenever I found out about that happening. Oh no! And man, I, <laughs> I took it off and threw it on the ground, and I cried a little bit and everything. I just never forgot that. Oh, yeah. That was my first taste of, you know, maybe something's a little different here. So, (laughs) yeah, iconic. Very much so. So, do you have anything coming up that maybe you want to talk about? Um, gosh, I I don't want to say anything that I'm like not allowed to talk about yet. Right, right. Um, I think, um, I mean, I'm excited for a lot. There's a lot coming up, um, that I know the fans are gonna, um, you know, be excited about, um, you know, SAWFT swaft. No, uh-huh. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Leave it yep. at that. All right. Uh, but, uh, and then, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot internationally that I, that I have slotted for me in, in, in the schedule. Um, so I'm always, you know, always excited for that. And then of course there's a lot of, um, when I'm here at home, there's a lot of companies that I'm excited for to, uh, I'm, you know, I'm at the stage where like, I want to help grow companies. I don't want to do the WWE thing. I don't want to chase the, what are they called now? TNA. Yeah. And um, I just, you know, more power to them. I have a lot of friends there. Yeah. Um, It's just not for me. It's not what I want to do. Um, I want to, I want to help grow companies. I want to help not the really little ones, but I want to help like the medium sized companies become large yeah. companies. And that's kind of what my focus is when I'm home. So like uh hype and glory, 
the TSWs, which yes. TSWs got, um, it's grown so fast. Uh-huh. Um, so fast. I remember, you know, they were at like 80 people. We got them up to like easy two, 200. So oh, now wow. this next show, I think, is uh, headlined by myself versus Fuego del Sol. And that show, I'm hoping it sells out, but it's looking, it's looking like it's going to be close. So, okay. Um, and then we did myself versus Warhorse for TSW. Uh-huh. And that was their biggest, uh, biggest crowd. So that's kind of what I'm into now. Is just, I want to help get these companies to the next, you know, the next, uh, the next level, the next spot. And um, if I can do that with uh, growing myself at the same time, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, how this works. It took me forever to figure that out. <laughs> But uh, but we're here now. But but yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I'm looking forward to a lot, and um, looking forward to uh, the constant headache of of a, a one year old. Now she's gonna be two soon by the end of the year. So <laughs> terrible twos all over again. You know, I thought I was done, and uh, I guess not. So um, I, I I I'm holding on to that with me. Um, my kids. Yeah. I've got a well. I've got. 13 and 14 this year. And when they graduate high school, I'll only be 41. So I'm holding on to that. You know, I, I, (laughs) no more kids. No, (laughs) no, we were, we were, we were one and done. And, um, you know, and for all the guys out there, you know, there's always a 3% chance. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the 3% chance, you know, now she's here, she's a year old and I always post pictures of her and stuff. She's, she's awesome kid. And yeah, uh, it just really, really kind of reminds me of just kind of everyone with their babies and stuff now and is how hard it can be to not be home all the time. You right. Know? Right. Cause I was in that groove where I was constantly in Australia or this place, that place. And I'd be able to like FaceTime him and be like, Hey, what are you up to? Or, uh, you know, here's your allowance. You know, yeah. it's not easy with a kid and with a baby. They're like, no, where are you? They're crying and stuff. They don't want allowance. They just want you there. Right. So it's hard. It's hard to leave every weekend. Yeah, definitely. So if people want to keep up with everything that's going on with you, um, how can they do that? Yeah, of course. Um, I always say the best place to, to follow everything. Me is, uh, frankovarga.net takes you to everything. Uh, all especially t-shirts t-shirts uh dvds <laughs> all <Yeah>. that <laughs> but uh but if you want to follow me on on any social media and any of my wild antics and just my travels uh i'm on everything uh, i think other than snapchat i don't think i'm gonna do that one but okay. um but at franco wrestles on everything facebook instagram twitter and uh uh tiktok i gave in and got a tiktok over the pandemic yeah and i don't regret it it's actually a fun app to be on so definitely yeah. um but yeah, yeah, that's that's me at Franco Wrestles on everything or FrancoVarga.net for All right. everything else. Awesome. And if you could give a piece of advice to somebody who maybe wants to start getting into wrestling, what would you tell them? Don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, you know, a big thing about the first five years of wrestling is is your training and right. um I would say pick a school that um, unfortunately it's going to, it's going to help get you a little farther, but pick a school like a Booker T or like somebody who's, who's got the notoriety of, um, and unfortunately I know, you know, I say this cause I know where I'm at in my career now that yeah. I wouldn't do that. But like, I know starting out, yeah. I think that bites a lot of people where they go to like a local school to them uh-huh. and it's, 
no, like you, if you really want to do this and you really want to skip a lot of the steps, the hardships and the hard, like you want to really take the, the easy road, yeah. go to like a Booker T or like a um, Ken Anderson or someone like that, who's going to be able to um, not necessarily open doors for you, but I mean, having your name gonna, attached gonna, to you is going to help. Yeah. You're going to have that name and it's kind of like a buzz thing where it's kind of like, Oh, this is, you know, I know his trainer, so yeah. I'm going to give him a shot where right. when it's like, he was trained by this guy who's really good, but uh -huh. no one, he never really, you know, yep. did anything or anything like that. And it's kind of like, well, I don't know him. So I don't know this kid. Yeah. And that's the unfortunate truth about it. So um, if I was starting all over, um, I would, uh, I would like, I would go to like a Booker T or a Ken Anderson or a Dudley boys or something like that. I would pick it up, pick up and move and go there and, um, and kind of, you know, Hopefully you don't have a wife, kid, family, all that to, 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 you know, do all that. Yeah. Hopefully you're the single and you can actually just pick up and move and go somewhere. Right. Then I would do, uh, I would do like a, a, a school with, with a name attached to it just for, just for that simple fact. Now, um, once you get three years and in, it's no longer going to matter. It's going to be about merit and dependability and how good you are in the ring and social media. That's the biggest part. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I've been in the ring and just aren't good, but they have a hundred thousand followers. <laughs> yeah. And um, that's all that mattered to that promoter, you know? Yep. Um, and I was honored to be in the ring with them because that, that promoter chose me to be the one, like he knew like, okay, I, I know this guy's not that good, but people are going to come to see him. Yeah. So can he just take care of this guy? <laughs> yeah. So to me, that's, that's also a good thing, but it's a compliment. Um, but, yeah, it's a compliment, but at the same time, you don't want to keep being that guy. Right. Like I've seen a lot of people, forties and fifties and sixty-year-old wrestlers now that were that guy yeah. when Flair came into town, or when Dusty came into town, or when uh, just anybody who used to be on TV came into town. That was the guy who wrestled them because right. they took care of them, and they never became a guy themselves. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was just like, okay, I need to not do that. Now it's an honor, of course, you know, and if you look at my schedule, there's a lot of times where it's like Franco Varga versus some, another name quality guy. And it's like, I get it. And I get, I get it's for the fans. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I'm always very wary of like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to be my own thing. Right. So, and that's something again, in the beginning, you don't have to worry about that. This <laughs> go with the flow yeah um if, if you're good enough to get picked awesome just go with the flow but as you progress and as you get up there you gotta stop and, okay wait a minute do i want to take this match because what does it do for me where does it get me on the next day yeah. you know every match equals something else yeah man this has been great talking to you tonight thank you man i've really enjoyed this uh I'm glad we were able to get this uh, set up after uh -huh. having some technical issues the other night. Uh, so. I hope it was worth the wait. I will say, I definitely, hope, definitely. I hope it so. was worth the wait. <laughs> Hopefully, I see you in Texarkana. I think I'm. I'm. In, you said you're in Arkansas. I'm in Arkansas for the first time. Okay, in March. Okay, um, it's a state that I wanted to get off. Uh, so now I think it's. Um, I think I got to get Rhode Island and Hawaii, and I'm done. That's oh, sweet. that's America. There you go, man. <laughs> so, so yeah, Arkansas and um and that's that's hype and glory wrestling is another place that I definitely I can't wait to see them become this big promotion in Arkansas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean you know, March first come through. Awesome. All right, man. 
Well, you have a good night, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thanks. Hey, avid podcast listener. Come on over to the Zero Hero podcast to listen to Billy and Jimmy, myself, talk about all kinds of things from the Nerdverse, Power Rangers, Gundams, anime, random TV shows, diseases, economic turmoil, and how to scam people on crypto. Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And if you've ever watched a TV show and thought to yourself, oh my god, that season finale plot twist was absolutely bonkers. Or seen a movie and thought, wow, I need to talk to somebody about this train wreck immediately. Then we think you'll fit right in with our podcast, I Hate It, Let's Watch It. We watch TV shows like Riverdale and Emily in Paris. And movies like Deep Water, Killer Sofa, Rubber, and Deadly Illusions. And we give them the total rinse they deserve. It's basically group therapy for movie masochists. So come check us out wherever you stream podcasts. All right, everybody. I hope that you enjoyed that episode with Franco Varga, and I just want to say thank you to him for taking time out of his busy schedule to be on my show, because as you know, he travels all over the place. Uh, Next month, he'll be debuting in Spain, actually, so that's some really exciting stuff, and I can't wait to see more of what he's doing and possibly get him back on the show in the future. So, my next guest, as it stands right now, will be my former co-host. As you know, I used to be part of the Diamond State Wrestling Rare Cut, and uh, I didn't do that show by myself. I did it with a co-host, and his name is Jamie Rose. going to have him on. We're going to talk about Diamond State Wrestling and pretty much just talk about whatever we want to, you know, uh, just have a good time. I'm very excited for that to happen, so make sure that you tune in next week to hear that episode with Jamie Rose. But while you're waiting, make sure that you go out there and follow my podcast networks, the OIW Podcast Network, the Zio to Hero Podcast Network, and the Avenue Podcast Network. Make sure that you go out there, follow them, listen to some of their episodes. They've got all kinds of great content. I'm very proud to be a part of these podcast networks. So go out there and show them some love. You know, I have merch out. Um, in fact, my guest this week, uh, Franco Varga, actually asked for one of the hoodies. So if you want to be like Franco Varga, get you one of these hoodies and um, support the show. All this goes back to helping out the show to progress, to do better and do more stuff for you guys, Uh, because I love doing this show, but it does cost from time to time. And so every little bit helps. So if you want a piece of merch to support this show, make sure you do that. I've got some really cool ones. I've got the hoodies with the hello, all my beautiful people on the front and then my big logo on the back. I've also got the Dad Bod Club, which is kind of a Bullet Club-looking shirt uh, with my logo on the sleeve. And then I have my original shirt with the If You Give a Dad a Podcast logo, the kind of rectangular-looking one that's on the front. So if you want any of those, just hit me up. Send me a line. You can send me an email or a message on Facebook or Instagram or wherever. Tell me what size you need, where you want it shipped to, and uh, yeah, we'll get that right out there to you. If you like the way my ending theme song sounds on this show, make sure that you go out there and follow D-Cure. He is the man who created it for me. He makes amazing content. And uh, show him some love. Follow him. Listen to his music. It's great stuff. Also want to give a shout-out to Original Geek. They've got some really cool stuff coming out. We've got the 8th Day comic that is going to be coming out at the end of this month. So make sure that you go out there and pre-order your copy of the 8th Day There is also some sales going on if you want some merch from there as well on their website. Uh, You can get t-shirts right now, I think, for $10 is what it is. And uh, they are discontinuing their black and white comics. 
So they have them for $2 a piece on their website as well. So make sure that you go out there and get those before they're gone. Uh, because after that, there aren't any more. I'm happy to say I have copies of them. I got them when they first came out. But make sure you go out there and get those. Also, they're going to be putting another advertisement like they did in Paladin. Well, I'm also going to be advertised in the eighth day as well. And uh, thank you to the guys over there for doing that for me. And uh, I will be announcing any new content that is coming out there as well. We're probably going to be doing some more live stuff here in the future because we are going to be doing some different uh, cons and stuff together. The next one that we're actually doing is PTX Con, and that is in Paris, Texas. Um, I was invited to set up there, um, and Original Geek is going to have a, a booth right beside me. So if you want to come out and say hi to Original Geek, or if you want to come out and say hi to me, uh, you can do that. Um, I will also have merch there as well. So, uh, yeah, make sure that you come over there and say hi to us. Uh, see some awesome stuff. There's going to be all kinds of great guests there as well. Um, so, yeah, come on out. So as I'm talking, you hear me bring up social media. If you're wondering where you can follow me at online, you can do so by going to If You Give a Data Podcast on any of the social media sites in the search bar. Just type that in and you'll find me. You can also look me up on Google. I'm usually the first 10 to 15 results that you find on there as well. Or if you want to send me a line, send it to giveadatapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to send your orders there, you can. Or if you just want to tell me what you think of the show, that would be great. I would love to hear from you guys. Also, if you could, do me a huge favor. Go out and rate and review this episode. If you like it, let me know. Um, the more people that do that, the more likely I am to be recommended to somebody else. And uh, I would love to see this show grow. I've already seen you know, quite a big growth in the last year, but I just want to see it get bigger and bigger because I do love doing this. And the more people that listen, the more that I know that you guys are enjoying what I am producing. Also, make sure that you go out there and like, share, and subscribe to If You Give a Data Podcast. Hit the notification bell. That way you're notified every time a new episode drops. So we've come to the end of another episode here. And uh, just want to say thank you to you guys for listening every week. The ones who are have come back and listened throughout all this time. Or if you're a new listener, thank you for being here. I really appreciate everyone who comes and listens to my show every week. But it is now time for Billy's favorite part of the episode, and that is Dad Joke of the Week. Why is dark spelled with a K and not a C? Because you can't see in the dark. <laughs> Jared, you stay over there. You stay over there. Yeah, you get yeah. back. You get back I right now. I'm done with this guy. Over there. I'm back. I'm no, guy. bad. Get, let me out. I'm, getting the, I'm getting the spray bottle. I'm getting the spray bottle. Let me, I'm a swing. Okay. I'm gonna put them on wall. Walls of Jericho. All right. I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I will see you next time. Bye. Beautiful people, then tells us who we have on the best part of my day. The world blocked out in my pods. Tell my friends all about it so that they follow along. In the host is kind of nerdy, but guess what? I am as well. I don't feel so alone, and I began walking out of my shell. Heard a story, I need a connection. I haven't felt.
I'll be looking for the next one till then farewell It's the podcast for me Have it on better go see And listen closely Download and tune in remotely It's the podcast for me Have it on better go see And listen closely This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. All right, cool, sweet, baby Jesus. Okay, cool.